Hello, everyone. This is Dovi Shapiro, and today I'll be interviewing Rabbi Yosef Levin, Sliach to Palo Alto, California, on the topic of keeping in touch with all of your community members. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Hatzlacha in their Shluchim. You're welcome. So let's get right to it. I have heard from other Shluchim that you have created a system in keeping in touch with all of your Balabatim, all of your community members, in a real meaningful way and a systematic way. And uh, I was told that you would be a good person to interview on this topic that you could share with other Shluchim how they could have success in this area. Let me begin with, just a, give us a little introduction of what it is that you do and, and, and maybe why you started to do it. Sure, okay, so we all have people that we, we meet on a regular basis, people that we want to meet, people that we should meet. Um, we meet people, we run into people, and um, we want to follow up. Or we have Balabatim that we don't hear from for a while, and we're all busy, very busy. We have lots of things going on, and what happens is time goes by, months go by, and there's someone in the back of my mind that I met and I really would like to talk to, and I never get never get to it. Um, so, and also, there's another issue, and that is, I think, a lot of shluchim and myself. This was certainly something that was true for me, is that we always find excuses not to not to call people and not to not to fundraise and and not to be in touch with people because we always have uh, all kinds of other important things to do. And I feel it's very necessary uh, for us to be reaching out to people all the time. And so I felt that something had to be done to keep me on track to be able to call people and to be in touch with Balabatim. Um, so I started this, I started many, tried many different things until eventually I created this um, system that actually I have a part-time secretary who specifically does this only with me and works on this only, and that is her job. She comes in a few times a week and talks to me on the phone a couple times a week and sends emails back and forth, and that is her exclusive job, which is to keep me in track and help me to keep uh, to keep track of the Balabatim and reach the Balabatim. So what I would say is that so I have a list that I'm working off of people to call, and this list is made up of many different lists. So there's a list, for example, of people that I have to call because um, they asked me to call them. There are people I need to call because they need something from me. There are people I have to call because I want to meet them and talk to them about fundraising. There are other people that I don't know, that I want to meet, that I have to somehow meet. So somehow all of these people, I have to keep track of them, all of these people eventually end up on a list, a working list of people that I'm going to call, and from that list I actually make the phone calls to people. And then I follow up. It's a phone call, it's a, it's a meeting, it's a, it's a coffee, it's a Shabbos dinner, the various things. And all of that is all working off this list that helps me keep in touch with everybody. And that way people don't fall through the cracks, hopefully. This list that you have, is a, just to, to talk practically for a moment, is an Excel list? It is an Excel list. And there, there are a couple of principles. I want to, I want to give you a couple of principles that come together to make this happen and to make this successful. So I used to make myself a list of 25, 30, 40, 50 people, 15 people that I had to call. And when my sec- the secretary, who by the way used to be uh, vice president of a company, and then um, she kind of got out of that company and was liked what I was doing, wanted to help me out, and and came to work with me. So, uh, and then we, we developed this program together. So we, I used to make a list of 15, 20 people, and then 
she would come back a couple of days later, and I hadn't made any calls. And one day she said to me, you know the problem? The problem is you're looking at this list, and you've got these people, and it's a long list, and you don't have the time to do it all, so you're just not doing it. We've got to change this. So now my working list is no more than five or six names, literally five or six names. And I was thinking, what do you mean five or six names? I need so many names. But the fact is, if it's five or six names, I'm going to get it done. So I have ten minutes in the day. I sit down. This morning, Mamish, before I called you, I had my list from her, an email list of six names that I had to call, and I sat down for 10 minutes, and I, and I made the calls, and I sent the emails, and it's done, and I sent her back an email reporting to her everything that I did. So that's principle number one, is that I found that the list has to be a list that is workable, that is doable, that's not overwhelming, and that I know that I can get done in 15 minutes. And if I get it done and I have more names, fine, because the then I can go you know, ask for more names. But the first thing is, Get those done. Better to get a little bit faster, faster. That's one thing. The other thing is that if I have to, at the time when I'm making the calls, and, and I'm to you should, and I've got all kinds of things going on, if I have to think about why am I calling the person, and what's the purpose of the call, and what do I need from them, and I have to start looking up my notes from last time, and do I remember why I'm calling, then it's also I'm not going to make the call. So the, the sheet has the name of the person, the contact information, so um, phone numbers, um, the cell phone, the office phone, uh, the email address. Then it says when the last time I contacted the person was and what happened. And then it says by what date, you know, well, actually my list doesn't have to say by what date because it's my immediate working list. My and then it says what I want from the person, how I'm going to contact them, whether it's an email or a phone call, and what I want from them, what the goal is of the phone call or the email. Yeah. Can you give us an example from the phone calls you made today? What were those phone calls about? So I'm actually, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to bring up the email that I sent to my secretary when I made those phone calls, and I'll go through them one by one. I'm not going to give you names, but I'll tell you one by one. So the first guy is a balabas that actually gives quite a bit of money, but he's very hard to reach, and he, I meet him from time to time. I haven't seen him for a while. And it said, call so-and-so, and, -so, and they, the goal was to get a meeting. So I called him up and um, left him a message. And I wrote, left a message. Now, let me just follow up and say that what will happen is she'll get this email, and it'll say, left a message. The next time I meet with her, she will say, did you hear back from him or not? And that's a very important part of it. We'll get to that, the follow-up. But anyway, this is number one. Number two is a gvir a gvir, a big gvir that I'm cultivating and working with that I have not asked for money yet. And I'm planning to ask him for money for my building fund. But before that, I'm getting close to him. And I, um, it said there, call him. And instead of calling him, I actually asked my secretary. I have another secretary. I asked my secretary to make an appointment with him. And she called his secretary. And that's happening. She's now and, – and I sent back to my, to my secretary here – you know, that I asked my secretary to set up an appointment with him. The next one is a guy who called me. He's got a business issue. He asked me for a, get a bracha from him from the oil. So I called him and, and to follow up and ask him how things are going. He didn't answer. I left him a message. Another guy is a guy that I meet from time to time. He gives a monthly donation every month, a nice donation every month. And from time to time, I go for a walk with him. So I left him a message saying, I'd like to go for a walk with you. When is a good time to go for a walk within the next couple of weeks? Gave him a couple of suggestions and also sent him an email. And the last one, uh, two more. One more is someone that I called, the fifth guy, is someone that I called because his wife is not well and um, called him to ask him how his wife is doing. I didn't get through to him. I called his secretary at his office. She told me his wife is still 
is uh, is not doing well, but is still around, and I left a message for him at the office. And the, f- the sixth one is this appointment secretary actually was supposed to hear from one of the Balabatim to, to set up a meeting, and she didn't hear from him, so I told her to contact him. So that was my list of six people this morning that I took care of in 10 minutes. And it's done, and I know that my contact list for this morning, my immediate list is done, and now I can go about my business and do other things. How do you keep it short so that in the 10 minutes you could, you could reach all those people? Here, you know, a few people you left messages for, but what happens when you're talking to someone and the conversation goes on and on? Do you have a way of keeping it short? If the conversation goes on and on, it's wonderful. And then before the end of the day, uh, at let's say 5 o'clock or 5.30 or something, I'm going home, so I'll take five minutes and do the other call. The point is that the day doesn't end until those calls are made. And because it's only five or six, I, I know I can fit it in. And if I have to run home, I'll tell my wife I'm going to be five minutes late or whatever. Or I decide to, or somewhere in between, I've got a, two appointments. In between the two appointments, I've got 15 minutes. I'll take the time to make the one call, two calls. I'll fit it in, in the day, because it's manageable. So you're taking those notes I'm while the, the phone call or after, is going, or after the phone call, and then you send it to her, and she puts it in the file. She puts it into the file, and then she follows up so she this is the other this is the next part and by the way it doesn't have to have another secretary it could be uh shliach can do it on his own if he focuses on this i i i recommend for young shluchim to focus on this and make this a big part of the shlichus because reading reaching people and being the car of people is what we want to do fundraising everything all of this focuses ultimately on the one-on-one and reaching out to people it's a very very important part i mean you can make wonderful programs but if you're not having a personal one-on-one connection to people you're not really first of all we're not we need to be in the car of them personally and we need to you know and also fundraising comes from the people like you and you you have to talk to them and listen to them and and all of that so this idea of sitting with people you know and, and talking to them and them knowing that you care about them and think about them is very good the follow-up is very important the follow-up means that okay i called this person david the first person on my list i left him a message what are the chances, if I didn't focus on this, that I would remember in a couple of days from now, I've got to call him again? The only way I'm going to remember is because this is now going onto the working list from which these names are taken. The five names or six names are taken from the working list. And on there it says that on this day there was a message. And then what I would do, she's doing it, but if I was doing it myself, I would write on Thursday, the date on Thursday, to follow up and see if I didn't hear from him to contact him again. There has to be a a resolution to every phone call. If I got hold of him and we had a conversation and I decided I'm done for the month, I'll call him in two months from now, then I would take him off my working list and put on my account, you know, on a list for two months from now that I got to call him and forget about him. He's off my mind for two months. I don't have to think about him. In two months from now, it'll come up again because the list is constantly being checked based on the dates, you know, and there's some people who do it, I mean, you could do it either by month, or you can do it on your calendar, or you can do it other ways, but every name has to be followed up. There has to be a follow-up. What's the next step? So the next step for David is by Thursday, if I haven't heard from him, to contact him again. The next step for the guy who, um, my secretary setting up an appointment is, I don't have to worry about it. In a week from now, you know, she'll get back to me and tell me if I had an appointment. In a week from now, if I haven't heard, then there is a follow-up there. That in a week from now, if there hasn't been an appointment set up, then to follow up again and try again and see what's going on with the appointment. But there has to be a follow-up. And then on Thursday, on my list on Thursday, will come up the people who I haven't heard from yet to call them again. You called them on Monday. There was no response. Call them again. If someone doesn't have a secretary and they're doing the list on their own, 
Right. So, and the list is, let's say you, have, you could have 100 names on your list. How do you exactly. make sure to know on Thursday that you have to call that person again? You're going to look at your list. It's this massive So let's step list. back. I just want to let's know how you do that. For a second. Let's step back for a second. Okay. Let's say young Shliach has 100 names on his list. How's he going to get to the five names in the first place? So what I tell is this. When on the Excel sheet, you make two columns at the beginning. And you go down the list and you number everybody by one and two. Not everybody. You put one and two. One means a person I need to contact very soon. For whatever reason it is, because I have to ask him for money, because I, uh, he's sick, because whatever the reason is, I have to contact this person, put a one. Put a two by every person that you need to contact, but it doesn't have to be that quickly. And quickly go down and make that decision in your mind quickly and just do a one and a two for every person. If the person is someone that's on the list that one day you want to contact, but it's not urgent, it's not something soon, leave them blank. There's no, no need for three. Three is just someone you don't need to deal with right now. You go through that list, and then once you've got your ones, then you, then you take all the ones, and then you put an A and a B by them. The A means today, tomorrow, the next day, this week. B means within the next week or two. Then you go through all your one A's and take out the five or six of them, put them on your front list. Now, once you've made those calls, then you put a date for the next contact, that date for the next contact, you need to then put somewhere. So if it's, in a, if it's in another month, you may want to make an Excel sheet for every month. Or every once in a while, this is another part of it, a very important part of it. And what I tell Shluchim is that you need to spend an hour and a half to two hours a day on this. And it's something which is hard to do. But you need to take, for me it's different because I'm already into it and it's, it's, it's second nature to me. It's what I do. It's, it's, I'm focused on this. But for, and I have a secretary helping me. But if you don't have that... You can still do it, but you need to spend an hour and a half to two hours a day focused on this. And during that hour and a half and two hours, you do nothing else. You make an appointment with yourself. And during that time, you're sorting your list by date of next contact, and you see which people need to be contacted, and you put them up and you make them a one. And You know, you, you're updating your ones and your twos because the twos become a one, and the one becomes a two, and it changes. And then all of a sudden you meet somebody on the street, and they say, Rabbi, I'd love to meet you. That becomes a one. You go back, you put them into the one list. You have to add them in, you know, and then you decide, am I going to contact them today or next week? And then it's an A or a B, and then et cetera, et cetera. You constantly, every day you're going through this list, and before the end of that one and a half hours or two hours, you have gone through your list and decided who has to be called tomorrow. And before you get up from your desk, you have a list of five or six people that you're going to contact tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning or afternoon, whatever your time is, you sit down. First thing you do is you contact those five or six people make, and then follow up and put them in wherever you're putting them. And different people, like I say, different people have different ways of doing it. You can have an Excel sheet for each month which is one way of doing it, or you can put them in your calendar and then just put them in a second. You can have like three pages on your Excel sheet. You've got your front page, which is your five or six people. You've got your next page, which is your ones and twos. You've got your next page where you're getting your ones and twos from. You can make a separate page for your ones, a separate page for your twos, or go by date. That's Each person has their own method. But there has to be a method by which you know that every name on there is being tracked somehow. And, and again, the important part of that is that after you make the phone call, there has to be a follow-up. If, if, if the guy tells you, Rabbi, I don't want to talk to you till next year, then you put in your calendar, uh, I mean at the end of that, on the last column, doesn't want to be contacted till next year. That's the outcome of the call. And then the next column says, call him. And then the next column says the date, 1-5-2015.
and it's there. And one five two thousand sixteen next month, next year, it's going to come up because you've got a date on the calendar on on the on the sheet, and you constantly every month you're going through your list again. So you've got to take the time to plan for this. And there's five, six phone calls. It'll take you 15 minutes, but it takes an hour and a half to plan for those 15 minutes. And it's well worth it. Every moment you spend planning is well worth it. I'm just curious. When you meet someone or you're talking to someone in Shul and Shabbos and they mention you know, having a surgery or something's going on in the family, then you, you want to make sure you follow up with that. Do you, as soon as possible, when you have a chance, do you sit down and put that in under their name? 100% it must be done. Now, for me, because I have a secretary, what I usually do is, as let's say it's Shabbos, I can't do this, but let's say during the week, if, if, I, if I'm traveling and someone says, you know, I've got this issue, I send an email to my secretary at the moment on my iPhone, and I say, I've got to contact this person soon because of this and that. Then it shows up on my, my next list, because she takes that and puts it on my next list. You're already putting it in motion. Exactly. Uh, if I was doing it myself, oh, and if I have a meeting with somebody, and usually I walk out of the meeting, sit down in my car, send an email to my secretary, say, this is what happened, and this is the follow-up. And I've got to call him in two weeks. And if I say I've got to call him in two weeks, then in two weeks it will show up on my list. And, oh, remember you met him two weeks ago, and this is what we said, and you decided you were going to call him. And if I was doing it myself, then I would have to have the discipline in that hour and a half a day or two hours a day. And that is, again, has to be Kaddish Vitar for this purpose. And that way, if someone calls me, I need, to, I need to visit, I need to talk to you, I need to go to the hospital, I need to go buy groceries, this and that and the other, all of that is all pushed off either before or after. But those two hours are Kaddish Vitar for this purpose. An hour and a half may sound like a long time to some shlokhan, but when you think of it in the, in the sense of we all know how much time we have to put into fundraising, and, and this is fundraising and so much more. Shliach I was just working with. Shliach I just got started on this a couple of months ago, and we were working with him, and... When I told him an hour and a half, he says, how am I going to fill an hour and a half? And I said to him, you're going to find out that an hour and a half is not enough. And yesterday I was talking to him, and he told me he told me what he was doing an hour and a half. He said, you're absolutely right. He, need, he needs to expand it to two hours right away, and he might even expand it to longer. Because what happens is you begin to – a couple of things. First of all, you begin to you – when you, have in, when you first start out, you've got an hour and a half, and you're twiddling yourself. What am I going to do in this hour and a half? And you realize you have to do something, so you go through your list. You make a couple of phone calls. You, you, you think of, you know, you pull together all the names that you've ever met, all the people you've ever met, and all the pieces of paper that are all over your office, which have names on them. You pull them all together and put them on the Excel sheet. You fancy up your Excel sheet. You put color coding. You do all kinds of things. And eventually what happens is as you begin to have a list in front of you and a workable list, and then you start calling people, and then you see the Hatzlacha that goes with this, and then you see money coming in, and you see people happy that you're calling them, and you see what's going on, you begin to grow in this, and you begin to do more and more, and you want to do more and more, and it, it becomes something that you really enjoy doing. Rabbi Levin, are there any last words that you'd like to share on this topic with Shlokim? Yes, and that is the uh, two things I want to share. First of all, it's very, very important for us to remember that when we're calling someone and asking to meet with them, we are not asking them to do us a big favor and please, please meet with us. We're offering them a shliach of the Rebbe to meet with them, a rabbi to spend time with them and meet with them. We're offering them our time, and we are at least equal to them and, and, and more. And therefore, we shouldn't be thinking, Oy vey, I'm going to call the guy and I'm going to ask him to meet with him. And he's going to say, what am I going to meet about? And people are afraid to call. The call, 
you should call with strength, with the understanding that actually most people appreciate and want to meet with the rabbi. Unless you're squeezing them for money every time you're meeting with them, they're very happy to meet with you. That's number one. Number two, my feeling about fundraising is that, yes, you have to ask people for money, of course, but that can't be the focus of the relationship, and that can't be the focus of the, of the call. When you meet with somebody, you have to spend time, ask them about who they are, what makes them tick. I ask people about, the first time I meet them, about their youth, what, the, what kind of Jewish education they had, what, the, what their interests are about, about in Yiddishkeit. Do they ever learn Torah? Do they, and also, among other things, do they, do they, are they philanthropic? Do they give money to charity? What kind of charities do they like to support? It's all part of the question, and you get a picture of the person. And meanwhile, you see what they're interested in. You ask them, tell me about what your feelings about Chabad are. An open question. I'm shocked to hear some of the answers. Some of the answers are so positive. One guy asked him that question. I knew him for a long time, and he told me that the Rebbe saved his wife's life. And I'd, I'd known him for, for who knows how long. I'd never actually sat down and met with him. And he told me a whole, a mamash that the Rebbe saved his wife's life. And, and stories like that that happen. And then you get to know the person. And you meet with them again. Then you say, let's come for Shabbos. And then when the person sees that you really care about them and they become a friend, and then you have a business meeting with them. And you tell them, I'd like to talk to you about supporting Chabad. And then you have an open, clear fundraising meet, meeting with them. And I do that once a year. But then your relationship with them is a whole different thing. You're a friend, and you're meeting with them, and you talk to them about everything, and you invite them for Shabbos, and among other things. You have your business meeting once a year. That's the way I like to do it, and I think that's very important. It, it helps for everything. And we don't have to be inferior. We have to understand that we have something else. We have a lot to offer to people, and people appreciate it. Thank you, Rabbi Levin, for sharing with Shluchim about your Hatzlacha and unique approach in touch with all, all your Balabatim. We really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you. This is Dobi Shapiro. I would like to give special thanks to all the Shluchim that continue to give feedback and ideas. This podcast was due to an idea that Shliach sent to me in an email. Please keep your ideas coming. Make it a great week.